0: Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Well, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me blesses his holy name. And I know that you all agree with that, so let's just give him a hand of praise from here to wherever you may be. Let's bless the Lord. He is worthy to be praised. Amen. This is Holy Week. This is the most important season in the life of every believer and follower of Jesus Christ. So as we do, we're going to get right into the word. It's Wednesday night Bible class. Uh, Why don't you contact people and tell them, you know, it's time for the word and you know the kind of word we get here at CFFC. All right. So bless your hearts. Turn to Joshua chapter 15. Chapter 24, sorry, Joshua 24 and verse 15. Joshua 24, 15, and uh, we'll start there, and uh, this will be the King James version of the Bible. Joshua 24 and 15, wow. All right, are you ready? Let's read it out loud together. Ready, begin. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord... Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live now or dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Father, bless our time together with a supernatural impartation by your spirit through the preacher to the hearts and lives of every person watching. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. All right. You may be seated. We are in April. And as we have stated this entire month, we are talking about the cross. And this is holy week. This is holy week. The holiest week dare I say, in the Christian experience. And so if there ever was a time that believers and followers of Jesus Christ should be sensitive, attentive, worshipful, it's now. It's right now. And and, and trust me, I understand that the world works overtime to get everyone's attention, and particularly the believer. And so as I say some things to you. I don't want you to feel bad per se. I want you to take note of it and realize there's some changes that need to be made in all of our lives in this hour. And so the reason we have been, as well as others, but the reason that we, when I say we, this particular church and fellowship, we have been given the mandate to make The things that God says are important, more important or bring them to the forefront of the lives of the church. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, I've said this and I'm not the only one. One of the major things, just one of the major things that I believe God was doing and still doing uh, pandemic and post pandemic is to cause the church to reevaluate what we say is important. Yeah. To cause the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to reevaluate what we've been doing when we gather. Are we gathering in the name of the Lord concerning the things that the Lord says are important or have we been gathering, (laughs) uh, So-called in the name of the Lord, but we've been doing what we want to do because this is what we feel is important. This is one of the reasons why, hear me, this is one of the reasons why I believe the supernatural is not as prominent in the church. As need be and should be, because we've not made the things that God says that are important, important. We've allowed other things to creep in and we've made them important. And if God is not as important as he should be in his own house, what you going what do you think he's going to do in his house if he's ignored? So, resurrection day, holy week should be highly thought about. It should be highly regarded. It should be something that we think about every day. And that's why memories are so very, very important. Write this down. Memories are important because memories are powerful enough to cause us to experience something again as if it was just like the first time. Memories make us see and relive reality. Something that has happened to you before, when you remember it, you relive it. Memories enable us to experience something again that we experienced once before. Some memories, some memories are forced upon us. Uh, We just mentioned, or I just mentioned the pandemic. All of us have memories of loved ones and friends and family that have passed. Those are not necessarily always good memories. But what that memory and those memories do is cause us to remember those people. And watch this. Remembering people keeps them alive. There are people that have passed on that we should remember. We should keep the memory of those people alive. Because it allows us to experience them again, even though they're not here. Well, if that's the case, with loved ones, and it is for the most part, how much more powerful are the memories of Christ's life? Mm. His ministry, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. We must remember to keep them alive because the world wants us to forget about them. I'm old enough or young enough, however you want to look at it, to remember when Sundays were kept for God. People didn't hardly work on Sundays. There were no golf tournaments on Sunday. There was no NFL on Sunday. When the NFL came along, they said, we own Sunday. Because you got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that will not go to church, but they'll go to a football stadium and watch a football game. So there's certain things we must remember. Write that down in first person. There are certain things I must remember. I can't let the devil steal it from me. Can't let the world steal it from me. I have to remember the things that God says I should remember. Because remembering, again, causes us to experience again what we experienced before—that's the power of remembrance. The word itself: re, again, member, put back together. Write this down, please. Testimony. The word testimony. Now we, we, you know, and again, I, I, I you know, I, I just—I'm going to stop doing this pretty soon. But I'm, I feel still feel led to do this. Not attacking anybody's tradition. All right. But we've allowed the world and religion to just redefine testimony. So now in certain traditions, everybody gives the same testimony. Well, that's not really a testimony. That's a speech. (laughs) Testimony. Hear this and write it down. Testimony in Hebrew means to repeat. It means to return and do it again. That's what a testimony is. It means to repeat, return, and to do something again. In Greek, the word testimony is the word witness. You understand how courts work in our part of the world. When a person is a witness, they have to give a testimony. And their testimony is what they saw that truly or supposedly truly happened. So they're sworn in, wrong hand, they're sworn in to testify of something that happened that they saw, and they're going to tell you exactly what happened so you can relive it through them. That's what a witness does. They testify. Well, as a believer, as a saint and a follower of Christ, when we testify, what you're doing is you're telling somebody how Jesus came into your life and how you got saved. That's your testimony. This truly happened. I wasn't saved until this and that and this and the third happened. And then I gave my life to Jesus. You're testifying of something that happened to you so others can let it happen to them so it can happen again. So when you give your testimony... It's not just you got got the mic and you're going to put it on YouTube and Facebook. and No, you're testifying so that you're letting people know what happened to me. Oh, yes, 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 yes. What God did for me, he can do it for you. The only reason I'm testifying is so it can happen to you just like it happened to me. The only reason I'm remembering this publicly is because God wants to do it again. not, I'm not testifying so you can look at my shoes and my hat or my dress or my suit. I'm not testifying so I could get a speaking engagement. I'm testifying as a witness of what God can do so you can let him do it to you. So Joshua says, if it seemed evil to you to serve the Lord. Doesn't seem evil to me. So you choose. You got options. You got gods on the other side of the flood. You got gods of the land of the, pe- you, the people you land on your, right now. You're on their land. You can serve their gods. But for me, in my house, I remember what God did for me. I remember what God did for me. The reason you and I worship who we worship is because we know what he's done. See, choosing to serve the Lord is choosing to worship the Lord the way the Lord desires us to worship him. I'm going to say that again. It's elementary, but you're going to get a deeper revelation because Holy Ghost is going to help you. Choosing to serve the Lord is choosing to worship him the way he says worship him, not the way we want to worship him. You can't worship God the way you want and make God happy or even call it worship. Choosing to serve the Lord is choosing to remember the things he says are important rather than the things the world says is important. Here's one. It's very popular today. I use it quite often. There's no way I can, as a believer, follower of Jesus Christ, and particularly as a so-called Christian leader, there's no way I can choose what I remember. There's no way I can pick and choose what I remember God says is worthy of remembering. So what I mean by that? I've never read in the Old Testament or the New Anywhere where God says it's OK to be a homosexual, a lesbian, a pervert or anything else. An adulterer or a fornicator. So I can't celebrate that. Because if I do, then I'm not worshiping God. Listen, it's the same thing in a monogamous heterosexual marriage you can't a man and a woman born a man born a woman can't get married and then say I think I want to have an open marriage when you made that determination in the mind and the eyes of God you no longer have a marriage you got some kind of hookup freaky deaky relationship but biblically biblically speaking it's not a marriage You can't call it a marriage. You can't call two men married a marriage. Because God doesn't call it that. You can't call a marriage a marriage if if the woman is sleeping with another man or another. You can't call it a marriage. Choosing to serve the Lord. Let's go further. Choosing to serve the Lord is choosing to celebrate what God says is worthy of celebration. And certainly the resurrection of the Lord our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is worthy of celebration. So why would we or any believer or so-called church celebrate something more than they celebrate Jesus? Think about it. 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 Think about how much over the years, decades, maybe centuries, who knows? Think about how it transitioned into the church celebrating itself more than celebrating Jesus. You're going to get that on the way home. Yeah, too, too many churches now it's about us. We sing about us. We shout about us. We encourage us. The songs are about us. Not about Jesus. We don't celebrate Jesus, we celebrate each other. You got some churches, when certain Christian leaders come in, people stop and give them more attention than they give Jesus. You got to stop singing about Jesus and acknowledge their presence. That's not worshiping God. We, We can call it that, but it's not. It's not. See, write this down. This is going to make it, this is going to bring it all together for you real quickly. What we choose to remember is what we celebrate. Remember your, your, your kid's birthday, your husband, you remember, you're not going to forget that birthday. You're going to get in trouble and you're going to remember it because you're going to have to celebrate it because you should celebrate it because that's your spouse or your mother or your son or daughter, whatever. So what we remember, we choose to celebrate. And what we continually celebrate is worship. Write it down. Oh, you got, got you thinking. What we remember, what we choose to remember, we celebrate. And what we celebrate continually is called worship. So then the question then is, what are you celebrating more than Jesus? That shit, that tells you who your real God is. What we celebrate continually, now, let me just say this too, you know, we we celebrate marriage God's way and we, 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 we practice marriage God's way to God be the glory. We teach that. But you know what? You ain't supposed to worship your spouse. You don't you, you're not supposed to talk about them more than you talk about Jesus. You're not supposed to try to please your spouse more than you please Jesus. That's worship. So choose you this day, during Holy Week, who are you really gonna serve? Psalm thirty and four. Can I have that water? I left it down there, uh, brother Ivy. Thank you. Let me say that again. Thank you. While he's bringing that, I appreciate you, man. I'm thirsty. Um, who we choose to remember is who we celebrate. Think about it. People you forget about, I don't care about you. I ain't going to mention your name. You know, Ten Commandments was on and said, he said, let the name of Moses be stricken from every pylon." I still love that movie. I, since I was a kid, I just still like it. Doo, 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 I just love it. I just do. I just do. So who you choose to forget. Means you care nothing about them and you do not want to celebrate them. Conversely, on the other hand, who we choose to remember are people we choose to celebrate. But if we celebrate anyone continuously more than God, then we are worshiping that person rather than God. Think about that. It's a very important statement. Again, Psalm 30, verse 4. Sing unto the Lord, O you saints of his. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. This is who we should be remembering. The Lord. We should be remembering the Lord. We should be remembering his holiness. See, the reason it should be easy to remember the Lord is because he's holy. <laughs> and, and simply put, what that means is he's in a class all by himself. Our God, Jehovah, is exclusive. There's nobody beside him. There's nobody above him. There's nobody even close to who he is. So he is holy. He is other. He's in a class by himself. So we have to... To remember him. Come on, my brothers, you sports fans. You love to talk about who's the greatest at this sport and who has all the records and has all the steals and has all the points and has all this and nobody can touch them. They're so far above. Well, I came to tell you there's nobody like Jehovah. If there's anybody that needs to be celebrated, it should be Jehovah, our God, and Jesus, the Messiah. There's nobody like God. It's amazing. You know more about the statistics of an athlete than you know scriptures about Jesus. You know more about athletes than you do your savior. Again, it's Holy Week. It's Holy Week. It's a week we celebrate the holy acts of Jesus Christ. As he was born, walked this earth, did ministry, hung, bled and died, then rose again, was resurrected from. Nobody's ever done that. Who else should we celebrate? Break this down. I'm going to get into this deeper Sunday, the Lord willing. Listen, this month was changed several thousand years ago in the Hebrew life of the Jewish Hebrew people from Nisan to Adar because the first passover shifted all of history and that's why god came down on the mountain and told them to remember the passover forever because it's a sign of jesus coming dying for our sin the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world why wouldn't the church celebrate Jesus? Let me just tell you with all the passion and vigor that's on the inside of me, get rid of your rabbits and Easter eggs. That's a disrespecting of Jesus. It's a disrespect act to You get it. I'ma calm, I'ma calm down. I'ma calm down. Remember his holiness those same eggs you're trying to paint are meant to be cracked and scrambled. They give you a good breakfast. That same rabbit back in the day. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. See, as we remember God, we testify of him. I remember Jesus. I remember he saved me back in 19, such and such. I remember Jesus. He sent Holy Ghost and he filled me and my life was never the I remember Jesus. There's exclusivity in Jesus. Nobody else could have died for our sins but Jesus. He's rarer than the rarest diamond. There's nothing that can be compared to Jesus when you think about him, when you remember him, when you testify of him, when you witness about him, it brings everything he did for you back into reality. It makes it a reality again in your spirit. When you and I remember he saved us, you stay saved and might even need to get saved all over again. When you remember that he healed you, it reminds you he can heal you again. I feel like preaching. So As we remember Jesus, we remember there's things that he has done that nobody else can do. Isn't that what mankind loves to celebrate? Somebody that's done something no one else has done. From Einstein to to Jackie Robinson to Nelson Mandela, whoever you may Admire, when you think about them, you think about things that they did that no one else has done. Well, Jesus has trumped all them. You can lump all them together and they still won't compare to what Jesus Christ has done for you and me. Can I get a witness up in here today? So Paul, the apostle This is where I wanted to get to. In Galatians 2 and 20 says, I am. I am. Not I was. Not I will be. Not I thought I was. I am crucified with Christ. Do you really know what that means? Do you know what that means to you personally, that you as a born again, spirit filled believer have been crucified with Christ? Paul is helping us. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Is Christ living in you? He says in the life which I now live by Christ. In the flesh, rather, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul said he was crucified with Christ. What Paul is saying to you and to me Down through the centuries, he's been saying that when you and I confess Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, when we made Jesus our Messiah, our Savior and our Lord, we went through the same pain that Jesus went through when he was crucified. I know. I know you got to think about it. You never heard it like that. Never heard it like that. Let me help you. Let me help you. That's why we got to remember Jesus, the real Jesus, not... The real Jesus, the biblical Jesus. <laughs> Paul says, I was crucified with Christ. Meaning he went through the same pain of crucifixion that Christ did. He allowed himself by faith. By faith. Say it with me. By faith. He allowed himself, Paul did, by faith to identify his life with Christ Christ. When Christ was crucified. Since Paul allowed himself to become one with Jesus Christ, then Paul said, I experienced everything Jesus experienced, especially the crucifixion. So since Jesus died and after you die, you no longer are accountable for your sins because Jesus was punished and died for the sins of the world. So Paul is saying, I'm sinless. I don't walk around feeling guilty because I was crucified. Paul says, I don't walk around feeling guilty. I was crucified with Christ. I want you to take the guilt off yourself. Once you get rid of your guilt, your self-guilt, not not the stuff people say that's easier to shake off the stuff you let the enemy put in your ear about you. Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. I was crucified with him. You know, Jesus told Paul when he was Saul, when he met him on the Damascus road in Acts chapter nine, (laughs) he said, I'm going to show you. The great things you must suffer. For my name's sake. How many of you would have gotten saved if at the same time, Jesus said, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to tell you, you got to go through hell. Most of us wouldn't even have got saved if we knew what was coming. Just look nervous. It's all good. When Paul said he was crucified with Christ, what he was saying is, also he was saying was, he was he's already suffered greatly at the hands of of unbelievers. That means you and I got to get ready to suffer at the hands of unbelievers. Why do we think everybody got to treat us right? Why, why, why do we think like that? I'm going to drop another one on you. Why do we, why do we, I've said this to myself, I'm, I'm older too now. Why do we think we come to church that everybody's supposed to treat right? I'm in the church. Jesus was among his own people too. See, See, this is why we don't know what it means to be crucified with Christ. That's why we can't take nothing. It means you have already been punished for our sins. Tell somebody, I've already been punished for my sins through Jesus. Turn and tell someone else, I've already been punished for my sins through the crucifixion. So, so God didn't make you sick to teach you something. God didn't cause you to lose your job because he's mad at you. No, 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 no. Jesus already paid for all of that. Ooh, it's quiet in here. You don't deserve being broke. Jesus was crucified for that. You got to get that in your head. You've been crucified with Christ. He took upon himself the sin of the whole world, which includes yours and mine. Being crucified with Christ means we've already gone through all the suffering and the shame. So you should be used to it. It's a shame what they're doing. It's a shame what they're saying about you. They said it about Jesus. You think they talked about Jesus and they ain't gonna talk about us? Jesus said you should be glad when folk talk about you for doing living right. But we're not. We keep trying to prove to the folk talking about us we okay. I'm helping five more people. There's some people you can't prove to them you're a good person. Stop trying. Just be a good person. For the Lord's name's sake. See, some memories, as I said earlier, are forced upon us. What we got to learn to do, you got to discipline your mind. You got to write this down. I got it in the first person. I have to discipline my mind. We have to discipline our minds so that we don't let the devil through the world or whomever or whatever force us to remember the wrong things. Oh, God, I just heard something. How many of you have watched the download on reconciliation yet? It's on YouTube. A few of you have. It's on YouTube. I think it's on our Facebook page. You You need to watch it. See, because this is one of the reasons why it's hard to reconcile with people, because you're remembering the wrong things about them. Whew. Boy, we could just do some prayer right now. Lay hands, cast out devils. See, the reason you can't get past it with your blood brother, because you're remembering the wrong stuff about your blood brother, or your sister in the Lord, or your coworker, or your neighbor. You all you remember is the bad they've done. Isn't it great that the Lord doesn't do us that way? That's the power of the crucifixion and the resurrection. God doesn't remember who we used to be. Why do we keep remembering what other people used to be? Who is quiet in his public library? You gotta control your memory. We have to force ourselves to remember some people that hurt us, they were a blessing longer than they hurt us. Oh, you don't want to talk to me. They were a blessing in your life longer. They did something horrible, but that was one time. But you don't want to remember all the good times. (laughs) You got to force yourself to remember what's Celebratory in the mind of God. See, because remembering is reliving. And if you keep reliving the hurt, you're gonna stay hurt and stay divided and stay separate. Are you in the building? Are you watching? Somebody throw up emojis. I don't know. I am, you know, on, on, on the Facebook page. Y'all, y'all know how to do that stuff. Throw up emojis, fire, you know, you know, just shaking my head, whatever, all that stuff. just, ah, just everything. Remembering is reliving. What do you want to relive? Make up your mind what you want to relive. Because if it's bad, you'll have a bad life. You'll be full of fear, anxiety. You'll be upset. Your blood pressure will be through the roof. You'll eat candy and cookies all night long. But if you remember what God says in his word, if you remember that Jesus hung, bled, and died for your sin, and you were crucified with him, you'll have peace like a river you gotta make up your mind what you're going to remember somebody shout I'm gonna remember, what god says. I'm gonna remember what god says i'm going to keep alive what he says about me and we need to teach our children particularly today because you know i didn't i didn't when i grew up there was no internet the only people that i knew talked about me was in my neighborhood Now folk getting talked about from people all over the world, they don't even know them. They just thumb down, hate you. All of a sudden, now our kids are jacked up and remembering something somebody said they don't even know. Remembering is reliving. Say that with me. Go. Remembering is reliving. What do you want to relive? It's up to you. It's up to you you control your mind and your memories oh i see this some people you need to just block them from calling you and talking to them from something yes it's okay i gave you the okay block them cuz every time they call you they put bad memories in your mind and you go home and you ain't a good husband and you ain't a good father to your cuz you didn't put somebody put a bad memory in your mind block them I don't need this memory right now. I can't handle this memory. And if you need to tell them, just tell them, I just can't handle you right now. Because remembering is reliving. It's experiencing something all over again. You know what we need to experience all over again? The resurrection. Some of you need to experience the power of God. That's why I said the month of Adar is the month of miracles. Nissan, new year it's the month of miracles when god brought israel out of egypt it was the greatest miracle anybody had ever experienced in the entire world when jesus christ died on the cross and rose again from the dead it was the greatest miracle the universe and mankind has ever seen why wouldn't you remember the greatest miracle that god has done so you can get your miracle Why do you think the enemy doesn't want you to remember or celebrate resurrection and they call it Easter? They want you to think about a bunny. They don't want you to remember the Man, I feel the power of God up in here. The world, the devil doesn't want us to remember the miracles. That's why they're so few and far between, particularly in the Western church, because we don't remember the right stuff. You up in church sitting over here remembering what they did to you over there last month. Oh, I'm glad she came to church. I'm gonna, I can't wait to tell her. That's what's on your mind. You can't wait to tell her. No wonder you sick after you took communion. No wonder you don't discern the body. Because we're not remembering we're one body up in here. And connected to all other churches of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not remembering the right thing. So we're not experiencing the right things because we're not remembering the right things. Like I said, and I'll say it again, remembering people keeps them alive. Remembering Jesus keeps him alive in you. Not just going to church because, again, unfortunately, too many churches don't even bring up Jesus. So, no wonder you're not going to remember him and have the benefit of having a relationship with him on the cross because you don't even know him and you don't hear about him, so you don't even remember him. Well, yeah, I'm trying to remember that choir song. It's a hard song. Maybe if you can't remember the choir songs, you don't need to be in the choir. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing right there. But I got to deal with it for a minute. So you're up in the choir. You don't know the song, but you got a mic and you. You all off key and hit the wrong. and you're know, covering for you. They trying. And after about the 16th time, they tired of you. If you're going to be in the choir, know the song. We didn't put a gun to your head, and say, You're going to be in the choir whether you know the song or not. Whatever you do, learn how God wants you to do it. Because if you're not doing it, if we're not doing it, according to his prescription, it means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Even preaching. If you're not called to preach, don't do it. I don't care how cool it looks. <laughs> it might look cool, but trust me, after 25 years, it ain't what I thought it was either. Remembering is reliving. It's experiencing something all over again. God has given us minds so that we can experience what we want to experience over and over again. Isn't that something? You can get delivered as many times as you want. You can be blessed as many times as you want. It's based on what you think about and what you choose to remember That ultimately determines your worship and what you celebrate. (laughs) When remembering we are crucified with Christ, we remember all he suffered for our salvation. It changes how we look at Jesus. It does. When you and I remember how much he suffered, you'll be like, man, I, I can't I can't commit fornication, man. Jesus went through hell for me. I can't do that to Jesus. I can't. I can't. I can't steal from you. I can't. I can't keep lying. All that Jesus did for me. I can't keep doing that. Father, help me. Holy Ghost, help me. That, that, thats where your prayers change. <laughs> when we remember we are crucified with Christ, the power of His death reenergizes us and gives us strength. The resurrection, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside you and I. When we remember his death, we partake in his life. If you ever, and we all do, get to a place in your life where you need the power of God to show up, remember Jesus' death. Because the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead and the same spirit lives in you and me you can make it somebody say that with me say it in the first person Say, i can make it it. remembering the crucifixion reminds us we're alive we're alive because of christ we're seated in the heavenly places because of christ There's blessing and favor on the lives of people because of the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ. You're no longer cursed and you no longer have to look forward to punishment. Isn't that a wonderful thing? You don't have to look forward to being punished. Mm, You don't get it. Let me help some more people. You don't have to be afraid to go to the mailbox. And you got it. You look forward to going to the mailboxes. I'm not cursed and I'm not punished. It's a blessing in that box. Along with them bills. (laughs) The blessing is I can pay every bill that comes. Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But the life I live in this flesh, in this flesh suit, I live by faith. Faith, you better get some faith in these last days for your flesh suit. Since Christ loved us, he said, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me, loved me. Jesus loves us. That's why he went to the cross, endured the cross, despised the shame, for the joy that was set before him, he said, I'm not going to, he told the disciples, I'm not going to eat the fruit of the vine or take communion again until we get. We well, didn't say I'm going to be careful. Let me be respectful until we do it again in heaven. In other words, or another way we could look at it is Jesus saying, I'm not going to do this again until I can do it again with y'all. I want to do this with you. Can you imagine the creator of the universe and the creator of you and I says, I can't wait to sit down with you in paradise. That's the power of the cross. Nothing can separate us from the Lord. Nothing can separate us from us being with him in eternity forever. Mm-mm-mm. So since Christ loves us so much and died for us, it's easy to allow him to be our Lord and our Savior, our Master, our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's easy. When all the little fake little G-Gods come around and try to act like they got something for you, you know they ain't got nothing for you because through the cross you realize what God has for you. I'm not falling for that. You can't deceive me because I've tasted. (laughs) I've seen and I know that the Lord is good. So it's through remembrance, write it down, write it down again. It's through remembrance and celebration that we relive or allow what God did before to happen again. I've said this to you before. I mean, we, we, we understand this in, in natural terms, and, and so we should understand it in spiritual terms. What makes a great athlete a great athlete? I'm not talking about somebody just good. I'm talking about great. What makes a great athlete great is they do great things all the time. Not just one time. Anybody can make a buzzer shot and win the game, but can you do it more than once? Can you keep doing it? That's what makes a player great. They know how to capitalize on great moments. In great moments, they're always great. Well, think about God. God can do anything he's done before again. I'm going to help you. It's simple, but it's profound. God can do anything he's ever done over and over again. That's what makes him great. A demon might be able to heal you, but they can't do it all the time. A spirit might be able to give you information, but they can't do it all the time. Only God. Man, I feel him. I feel him. I feel him. I feel him in this place. Only God is great all the time. So, who do you think we should be remembering? Who do you think we should be celebrating? Whose name should be in our mouth? Whose hands, or what hands, how should we be serving him with these hands? That's what we need to think about in this holy season. Deuteronomy 8, 18. I'm done. King James. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Whatever we have obtained. It's only been obtained because we remember who controls it all. I'm trying to help somebody that's scared about the gas prices. Ah, I'm trying to help somebody that went to the grocery store and reached for beef and had to go get some pork. I'm talking to somebody that needs to remember the Lord your God. God because he's the one that gives you power to get whatever it is that you need and that he has established his covenant which he swear unto your fathers this day. So whatever God has promised our forefathers, we got to go back and remember because that's what he's going to do again. That's what he's going to do again because the scripture tells us the thing That was, is the thing that will be. Because God likes to do the thing that's past. Don't even stand. Bow your heads right now, right where you are. God likes to do what He's already done. So we must read to know what He's already done so that when we pray. And when we sing songs, we sing and pray what he's already done so that we know what he's about to do. Because God loves to do what he has already done. If you want God to do it, find out what he's already done. Get your head and your heart into this season of resurrection power and watch God bring things back to life. Hopes, dreams, visions, bodies, relationships. He is the God with resurrection power. He resurrected Lazarus and nobody thought he could, but he said, Lazarus, come and he jumped up out of the grave he was wrapped in grave clothes after they rolled the stone away and they had to clean him up because he was shown enough alive I'm telling somebody by the will and the word of God that something in your life is about to be resurrected when you use your faith and just because it comes back dirty and wrapped with dirt and clothes you take the dirt and the dirty clothes off and it will be the very thing you remember it to be and it will function and operate in your life like it's supposed to function and operate. All you got to do is clean it up and unwrap it because it's alive by the power of Almighty God. Everyone stand, please. Remember the Lord. Remember what he's done. In this season of miracles, believe again for miracles. Believe God to do what he's already done. Find in the scriptures something that applies to you that God has already done. And begin by faith to apply it to your life and your situation and believe God to do it again. If you're in this building, lift your hands. If you're watching by by internet, uh, raise your hand by Facebook or YouTube or whatever means it may be. Lift your hand right now. I'm going to pray a miracle prayer over your life. I'm going to pray that when you put your faith and you begin to remember what God has done, when you get to begin to witness what God has done, when you begin to testify over and over again the things that God has done, I pray in Jesus' name that those things will begin to happen again in your life. Yes, he saved you once. He can rescue you again. We still need rescuing. Hallelujah to God. He has delivered us more than once. We still need deliverance. I pray the miracle of salvation over your life, even though you once were saved, even though you once gave your life to Christ, even though you walk with Christ now. May you be saved from something you need to be saved from now. May you be rescued from thoughts and thinking that you need to be rescued from. May you be rescued from people, organizations. Jesus said beware of men, groups of them. Hallelujah. You got involved with the wrong group of people. May you be saved from them by a miracle of God. You don't think there's any way out. You've signed documents and papers and they have you tied to the fence and they told you you can't get away. I pray the miracle of salvation manifest in your life again in this season. Yes. Yes, you need deliverance. You need to be set free from something that has bound you. I pray in the name of Jesus that you be rescued right now in the name of Jesus from drug habits and thug habits and every other habit that may have you bound in your mind. I pray the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it that you've experienced in your life before. I pray for a miracle of blessing on your life right now. Right now, I pray that God will bless you to the extent that it would almost blow your mind. Nobody will believe God got you out of this, nobody will believe God set you up to the degree that He's about to set you up. But I pray the miracle working power of God enters into your life space in a very profound way as we remember Him in the miracle that was done for him be done for you. In Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless your hearts. Listen, before we (laughs) receive the offering, we will be fasting and praying beginning tomorrow right here, and those of you can come to 6 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to identify more completely and more intimately with Jesus so that the power of God can flow through your life. That's why we do it every year this time. We have to remember him. We have to remember him. You got too many other things taking up space on your hard drive on your mind and now it's just jesus just jesus well thank you for joining us i also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward you can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.